Remember to like, share, subscribe, all the exciting stuff. Once again, welcome to another exciting episode of John trying to light a cigar. No, uh, a panic attack. The panic attack with Big John. Uh, let's open up our Bible to the book of Psalms and see where we go. Let's see here. Psalms chapter 9, verse 9. All who are oppressed may come to him. He is a refuge it's hard hard to read without glasses he is a refuse for them in their times of trouble all those who know your mercy lord will come on will oops will count on you for help for you have never yet forsaken those who trust in you let me read psalm not chalk yeah. psalms chapter 9 verse 9 again now that i've read it once to haven't read it since well a few months ago and it's underlined and highlighted and and there's like a 2014 written in the uh, margin. All who are oppressed may come to him. He is a refuge for them in their times of trouble. All those who know your mercy, Lord, will count on you for help. For you have never yet forsaken those who trust in you. Amen. Pretty cool. Trust in the Lord and he will never ever forsake you. Um, so the raid is... Now the Las Vegas Raiders. I guess now that... I mean, I don't know, is it official when they make their first draft pick um, for, from a new city? Um, or is it official when they play the first game? John, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be different. You know, I grew up. With the Los Angeles Raiders, you know, for, I mean, I was born in 76, so they were still the Oakland Raiders then. And, you know, my first, like, real memories of sports, you know, probably didn't come until I was, you know, five, six years old, something like that. Um, and they're vague at best. I mean, but, you know, most... Well, half of my Raider fandom, you know, they were the Los Angeles Raiders. I still have a trash can 
that says Los Angeles Raiders on it. Um, I don't know where the heck I got that at. But uh, I think it might have been one of those cans that came full of popcorn and I turned it into a trash can after I ate the popcorn or something. I don't know. I've had it forever, it seems like. And, uh, you know, then 1995-ish, they moved back to Oakland. And it was supposed to bring back the toughness and all that. And, you know, 98, 99, 2001, 2002, they you know had a good run. They had three straight AFC championship games where they lost to the eventual Super Bowl champions. And then... Al Davis trades the head coach, John Gruden, to Tampa Bay, who was a Super Bowl contender themselves. And, you know, Gruden leads Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl, doesn't do much with them immediately following, but, um, you know, he took Tony Dungy's team that was almost a Super Bowl uh team and you know made them a Super Bowl team and then you go the Raiders promote Tom Callahan and they're still running John Gruden's offense basically um and you know John Gruden portrays Rich Gannon in practice leading up to the Super Bowl and, you know, the, the Buccaneers knew the Raiders' plays by the formations. And, I mean, it was just like a, a great Tampa Bay defense was like superhuman almost because they knew all the Raiders' weaknesses, all their strengths. And, and you know, John Gruden knew obviously how to counter his own offense that the Raiders were still using. So, and then the next year, the Raiders just fell apart. You know, they were the oldest team in football. And I mean, they were only one year older, but other teams were no longer intimidated by Jerry Rice and Tim Brown because they got exposed in the Super Bowl for, you know, not being as good as they once were. And so, we went from there. So, we've had a long downhill slide. Then Jack Del Rio and Reggie McKenzie come in. They rebuild the Raiders with a, a good young core of Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, and Derek Carr. And all they were missing was a running back. And so... And they had some good, you know, running backs, but not, um, not what they have now. And Josh Jacobs. Um, I mean, they brought in Marshawn Lynch for a little bit. You know, he came out of retirement. He was gonna, the Raiders were 12 and four the year before they brought in Lynch. 
and I thought he was going to make them Super Bowl contenders. And then, you know, typical Raider fashion, they got rid of the really good offensive coordinator, or they let him go to another team. I don't understand why coordinators are not paid as very rarely are they paid and treated as highly as head coaches and players. And this is an example. You know, the Raiders promoted the up-and-coming offensive coordinator in football. But his plans just didn't fit. His, you know, his style didn't fit what the Raiders had. You, they went from a 12-4 and four juggernaut offense... Derek Carr being considered for the league MVP to a losing record, you know, and you look at the formations, uh, you know, and the way they were running the offense with, you know, multiple tight ends to protect Derek Carr, you know, big offensive line to protect Carr. He had weapons in Crabtree and Cooper, um, and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then it just went downhill. And then Jack Del Rio's fired after he was given a big contract extension the year before. And then, you know, John Gruden is brought in. And we thought he was being brought in to make the team better. You know, and put him to that next level. And he ends up tearing the team that down. And he takes credit for every loss and every mistake and stuff like that. But, you know, he's like, I came in here to, you know, drive Derek Carr and make him a better quarterback. And, you know, now, you know, Derek Carr's in his sixth year. And it seemed like he peaked in his third year. And... So the Raiders need to get get better and get better quick. And a friend of mine tried to soothe my fears uh, that the Raiders were going backwards. By telling me, you know, the Raiders are building towards... Um, Las Vegas, and he, he's pretty well right on that, and so what they've done here, uh, you know, first of all, they, they traded Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys for, pardon me, um, I wouldn't say a late round draft pick, but a lower pick, I thought they could have got more from him, maybe they got a first round pick out of him. I don't remember now what they got for Cooper. They got two draft picks from the Chicago Bears for Khalil Mack. Last year's first round Bears pick and this year's first round Bears pick. Um, you know, and Mack was a great player. He's one of the few defensive players I've seen that can turn turn his motor up and close a game out for you 
uh, you know, him, you know, coming up on quarterbacks and instead of going for the sack, he, you know, takes the football out of the quarterback's hand and, you know, tri runs it into the end zone or, you know, whatever he can do with it. Uh, you know, things like that or, you know, sacking quarterbacks at, late in the game. Uh, he can bull rush people. He can speed rush people. Um, and truthfully, he's kind of, I don't know, man. I, he didn't have a very productive year last year in Chicago. When the Raiders played the Bears, the Raiders got the best of him. So I don't know if that trade. His first year with the Bears, he was phenomenal. He, I think he almost led the NFL in sacks if he didn't. And he, you know, but the second year with the Bears, he wasn't that that good. So I don't know if some wind got taken out of his sails or what. So let's look at what the Raiders have done in free agency. Um, they got a lot of players from Dallas, actually. Um, they got Mike Collins, defensive lineman, where they needed, they needed depth. They had, they drafted well on defensive line, but they needed depth. So they got, uh, Malik Collins from Dallas, defensive lineman. Jason Witten, uh, an aged tight end from Dallas, who retired and then came back. I guess he was bored. But he's there to add some depth and character to the Raiders' tight end room. Then they got uh, Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver from uh, Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is just stacked with talent right now. Uh, this Aguilar, though, is someone that can make plays he catches the ball well in traffic but he's got speed and he can take the top off a of defense and that's what the Raiders have been lacking even when they had Amari Cooper uh, they got Jeff Heath safety from Dallas and these guys are all like in their mid or late 20s these aren't you know like the 35 and you know, 30-year-old veterans <clears throat> that sometimes Al Davis would go out and pick up and squeeze another year or two out of. Uh, they got Cush, offensive lineman from the Browns, where they need they did need depth on the line. They got Carl Nassim, linebacker. Nick Kowitzki, linebacker from the Bears. Corey Littleton, uh, this is one of the best pickups they had. Very athletic linebacker who can cover tight ends downfield, which is important because in the Raiders division is Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in football. So they think he's someone that can, this Corey Littleton from the Rams, can cover Travis Kelsey. And then they got Marcus Mariota to back up Derek Carr. Um, you know, he came out of college quite, con I don't say controversially, but he was um, underrated where, you know, it's like 
is he gonna does he have NFL skills? And his first few years in the league he he showed great upside, great potential, great skill. And then, you know, whether it was the offense that they were running in Tennessee or what, he just, you know, faded off last year. And they replaced him at quarterback partway through the season. So the Raiders have picked him up, you know. He went to John Gruden's, you know, quarterback camp. He was on John Gruden's uh, ESPN show about quarterbacks. And, you know, Gruden and them will make, make, well, make him a better quarterback. And he's someone that can back up Derek Carr and come in and you know he's proven, a proven talent. Once he learns John Gruden's offense and Gruden has time to work with him, he's going to be a great, great asset. If Derek Carr gets hurt, you're not going to have a questionable backup quarterback. And so yesterday started the NFL draft. And the Raiders picked one of the guys that they were projected to take. This is a deep, deep quarter wide receiver class. Maybe one of the best wide receiver classes ever. And so the Raiders took, uh, with their number 12 pick, Henry Ruggs, wide receiver from Alabama. He's Amari Cooper-esque with speed. He's, you know, the guy that can get downfield, get open, great hands, you know. So that that was the A. He was given an A by the draft experts. That was his draft grade. With their 19th pick from the Bears, they drafted Damon Arnett, cornerback out of Ohio State. Um, he's a six-footer, 194 pounds, playmaker. I watched him at Ohio State, which is, Ohio State's kind of like a cornerback U right now. <clears throat> Some of the best cornerbacks coming into the NFL are coming out of Ohio State. Um, and he went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Ohio, which is a powerhouse high school football program. So he's, you know, a top prospect. His draft grade by the supposed experts was a B. But these are areas that the Raiders needed addressed. Uh, were cornerback. They needed wide receivers that Carr could throw to. Because with the exception of Darren Waller, who's turned his life around and is a raw, talented tight end, and uh, Hunter Renfro, who they got in the draft last year, the Raiders had real, really no wide receiver talent. So they, you know, they did a lot to improve themselves in those areas. Excuse me. Um, a lot. So they're uh, they're doing well. 
in that regard uh, through the draft and through free agency. And Mike Maylock pointed out, you know, they're drafting guys that are in the middle of their career and on the way up. You know, it, it was always a Raider trademark to go out and get players that maybe had some kind of an issue, um, a personal issue or whatever um, that other teams had cut and then, you know, revive that player's career. But the 1970s are over and players don't go out there and say, hey, I got something to prove. At least not very often. Um, so th that's kind of where the Raiders had been. And sadly, with the, it took the passing of Al Davis to change that. I mean, Reggie McKenzie came in a little bit before that. But, you know, it took things changing. Changing of the guard in a way. Away from Al Davis's. ways and philosophies to get the Raiders going in the right direction. So now we've got uh, some vast improvements and it's going to be an improved team when they get to Las Vegas. Um, hopefully they can start, you know, mini camps and, you know, training camp this year. I don't know how things are going to work with this coronavirus stuff going on. Um, I mean, they're playing, they're training, whatever. Well, they have a brand new training facility. So they'll be able to do some in indoor training in air conditioning. But they're, um, I was just thinking in my head, you know, yeah, you can take people's temperatures um, but I don't know if your body temperature changes when you're in a 115 degree desert or whatever the temperatures get to in Las Vegas. <clears throat> so that could be interesting, you know, um, as far as the coronavirus I was talking about there, uh, you know, with the pandemic, are, how are teams going to deal with training camp? Are they going to be able to take players' temperatures and things like that when they walk into the practice facility and so on and so forth. Um, you know, honestly, I mean, NFL players are probably not... not going to die from this because they're generally healthy. Now, some of your... Offensive and defensive linemen, yeah, they're 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 big boys and they fall under the obese category, even if they're you know somewhat in shape. I mean, they're not out of shape; they're just big, beefy boys. I mean, I'm sure there's some out of shape linemen somewhere in the NFL, but you know, big guys doesn't mean out of shape all the time. So, but the Raiders have done well. Um, they draft well nowadays. They are out there getting, you know, middle 
I'll say middle football age free agents, not, you know, free agents that are on the downside of their career and let's squeeze one year out of them, you know. Let's, you know, they're doing things to build a future team. And they had a lot of salary cap room, even though Derek Carr's contract is huge. They're going to have to give Josh Jacobs a huge contract when his rookie contract is up. They'd be stupid to let uh, a guy that came in his rookie year and showed Pro Bowl potential. I mean, he was the first running back in Raiders history to rush for, or the first rookie running back in Raider history to rush for over a thousand yards. And that's just because it's a, a new league and, uh, you know, Marcus Allen could have had 2,000 yards his rookie year if Al Davis would have let him play. Um, but Marcus was a a Los Angeles guy. He was, you know, model, good-looking. He was on television shows as a guest uh, appearance guy. Um, you know, all those things. And, you know, Al Davis went to... Los Angeles wanting to be a star, and then he got outshined by Marcus Allen. So he uh, that back back forward a little bit on him. So, uh, anyways, uh, Raiders are are picking up. They're improving. Uh, they had been and have been and are ha- are been. I don't know how many different ways I can say that. Uh, they're building to. Las Vegas so this year in Las Vegas is going to be an interesting year Uh, the the problem is you know they're in the toughest division in football the Kansas City Chiefs have statistically the best quarterback in football Um, I mean Patrick Mahomes is just a phenom it's I wish the NFL would change their damn television uh, rules or contracts or whatever it is because local affiliates are only allowed to show out-of-market games like every other week or every two weeks. So if they have a doubleheader this week and a doubleheader next week, they have to take a week or two off and not show a doubleheader, which that's, you know, two games in a row. Usually one is in market and then one is out of market. The problem is, you know, the Steelers and the Browns, I live in between Steelers and Browns country. And sometimes they play at the same time. And all the Browns fans get upset because they're like, we live in Ohio. We're, we're Browns country. But by the NFL's standard, because we're closer to Pittsburgh geographically, we're in the Steelers region but i wish every sunday we could have you know a, an in-market game 
and an out-of-market game on Fox and on CBS or whatever you know networks have the contracts because as it is right now every Sunday when I could be watching a Raiders game on free TV I'm watching I'm not watching but my option is bull riding after like the Steelers or Browns game and then every two second or third week we'll get a double header where you can watch you know some team from another region another market as the NFL calls it and it's ridiculous you know this was like a TV contract that was written in you know the what 70s probably or 80s just show two NFL games every freaking week a 1 p.m. game and a 4 p.m. game it, why the NFL has these weird rules and you know and takes two plus two and turns it into long division is ridiculous but anyways that's just a total another rant for another time um, so God bless you all pray for one another no politics in this video just Raiders talk and God bless you Good night. Pray for one another. And uh, stay safe. Don't wipe your snot on each other. There, that's your uh, coronavirus pandemic uh, health warning. Don't wipe boogers on your friends.